I'm Lyndon Anson. I'm one of the Alaskan Blooms owners and here to answer some questions. And so I got a few concerns too. Welcome to Far North Tokers. This is episode 160, November 17th, 2019, with your host, Lynn Toker. Thank you all for listening. Gonna get right to today's show really quick. Got a long one here. We're gonna start off with Lyndon Anson, co-owner of Alaskan Blooms, testifying at the AMCO meeting, Cannabis Control Board meeting, about taxes. Gonna play that, play it in its entirety. Don't wanna stop anything through it. Then we're going to go to a talk that I had tonight with Bub and Adam. We're going to talk about taxes, how we think maybe it can get better. Can it get better? Uh, it's taxes. Necessary evil of government. want to thank particularly Jim Bohannon for streaming this on YouTube where I got the sound for it. Perfect. Thanks for doing that. Also, Tina Smith covering it on Midnight Greenery, her live Facebook feed. Thank you. Man, people getting it done. All working together, sharing information. That's how we get it done. Organize, get your ideas heard, change leadership. Come on down to Alaskan Blooms for the finest cannabis in Alaska. We've got deals going all week to show our appreciation to wonderful customers just like you. Firstly, all week long, if you spend 50 or more dollars, we'll take $5 off your purchase of our brand new Alaskan Blooms t-shirts. On Munchie Monday, we've got hard candies and gummies from Creative Confections in a wide variety of flavors for 25% off. On Tuesday, we've got a great deal on one gram distillate cartridges. Stop by and get one gram of Midnight Sun Special Caramelized Distillate at a regular price and get the second for just $50. Make sure you come in Wednesday and check out our selection of MJ Arsenal mini rigs. Collect them all because they're 30% off. Feeling parched? On Thirsty Thursday, we're selling six packs of Hashade for $100. On Fire Eater Friday, any product made by Fire Eater is 10% off. Whether it's marshmallows, hard candy, or soda, there's something to take care of that sweet tooth. Make sure to swing by on Shatterday and save 10% on your Shatter purchase. We've got stuff made from many of our own strains that you just gotta check out. Finally, CBD Sunday is the perfect time to try our wide assortment of CBD products. Purchase any CBD product and save 10%. We'll also take 20% off if you get two CBD products. Buy any three or more CBD products and we'll save you 30%. We can't wait to see you. 8 a.m. to midnight, 2443 Arvilla Street, Fairbanks, alaskanblooms.com. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. I'm Lyndon Anson. I'm one of the Alaskan Blooms owners and to answer some questions and yeah so i got a few concerns too okay well uh we got you down for being uh uh delinquent for five months out of out of six uh that correct are you on a payment plan yeah we're on a payment plan okay we're delinquent three months Okay. We're not actually delinquent three months. You guys put us on for delinquent of three months. This is three of the last six. Yeah, but October is not even due yet for October. Right. Um, so, so we're not October seventeenth. Yeah. So we're not okay. late, but yeah, we're listed as late. Okay. So we are entered into a payment program. Um, if anybody's interested to know how this happened, I got a few insights I'm willing to share. Is uh, <clears throat> you know, not pushing blame or going either way, but 
our company and the cultivation side, we experienced, uh, you know, just an un- unfortunate circumstance. One of the tests for our rooms went out and uh, the whole room fails, 13 samples. We send 13 samples like every other week quite regularly unless we're in a downtime and then it goes once a month. In sending this, I'm like, damn, that's really odd. Like, we've never had a whole room fail. We've had a, one strain fail that came out of a greenhouse, but we've never had a whole room fail. So through that and in contact, three other cultivators get a hold of me. Like, damn, all of our tests failed on this day through this lab. And I'm like, that's funny. All my tests failed that day on that lab too. So as this started out, we sent a letter asking, you know, to retest. We'll pay for this. Let's send tests to every single lab there is. Let's see what's going on. After two, it was four weeks, was responded with not enough evidence, which takes $150,000 of income out of play. Now it has to be asked to be sent to shop. Once we ask for that, Four weeks later, we're told, okay, half of it is approved, can go to shop. So we wait, been in contact with Mr. Holscher straight through this whole thing saying, hey, what's going on? Through my contact with Mr. Holscher, he was able to go to the director or the board and get it approved to send it to shop. So after we send it to have it remediated, the way that it's set up on your deal is Whatever you list for a manufacturing company is the only manufacturing company that it can go to. So after the approval comes, the manufacturing company that it goes to only accepts it at tax value. So the company then has made no money. The state has made taxes that are due off in it, and the extraction company remediates that product, and they make profit. There's nothing there for the cultivator. So where I'm headed with this is, when did you think the ripple effect was going to happen? I mean, it's coming. You take $150,000 out of play out of any of these businesses and wonder when that ripple effect is going to happen. The last time I sat before all of you guys, Mr. Lauren told me a good businessman pays his taxes. Well, for sure. But a good businessman also knows that the state is making late fees and they're also making whatever they put on there for fines, fees, penalties, and late fees, which we've came good for every single one that we've ever had and paid all of those. So a good businessman in my book says, what do I do right now to keep going and keep all my employees going and keep my business up and going and decide to pay the late fees and the penalties that are due to the state, which they have received from us. So they're making more money than their taxes, but then you know, it's it's like, I don't know, I think you guys are like disengaged from what's going on. I think that this whole board and whoever the director ends up being needs to kind of communicate with the enforcement and the tax people. You guys have rights to all this stuff and see what's going on before you bring people up here. And then you're asking, hey, first of all, we were set as three months late, which we're not. Second of all, now we're airing out all the dirty laundry in front of everybody. Right? For what? It's it's frustrating. Time is money. I get it. You guys are asking, where's your taxes? And, and uh, at the same point, it's already been worked out. I've been in contact with enforcement, Mr. Davies, Mr. Holscher. We have been in contact uh, 
to Kelly Mazza, who's a supervisor for the DOR. Erin, I can't get the last name. She receives the tax, the monthly taxes, and Clarabelle for the payment plan program. Uh, the payment program that we are currently on is up to date. The taxes that are in arrears have had payments paid on them, right? This is four months later. We're starting to climb out of where the ripple effect is. We set up precautions to try to help us, which is products that would usually go in the waste pile and be thrown away just because I don't want to deal with paying the state $240 worth of taxes on it. We've now been scraping all that together and sending it to manufacturers and trying to get product made out of it and doing a gamble with it. But again, you send that product out, right? Taxes are due the next month, and sometimes you don't get that product back in that time frame to get the flip going, you know? Here it is. We've already went past the low part. We're riding up on the top part. We're eliminating non-reoccurring debt, not a reoccurring any more debt to go with it. And starting to get all these payments that are recurring, which are taxes paid up and put up to date, which all of our borough taxes have been to date 100% paid in full. Okay. <clears throat> Here's another part that you don't understand. When you say a good businessman pays his taxes, are you guys aware that in Fairbanks, some of the property values went up three to 400% just to become a marijuana business? My taxes on our building used to be $16,000. They are $36,000 a year, and your license will not be re renewed through the borough unless those taxes are paid in full. So in an unfortunate circumstance like this that happens, and you take that much money out of play, this is the frustrating part of it. You guys don't even look at it. That's my product. I grew that. I know what that product looks like. If I'm willing to pay thousands of dollars for more testing, you should be at least willing to let me send it to labs that are licensed in this state and have it tested. I should not be shut down because of evidence. It's, I mean, quite frankly, it's bullshit. You're trying to do the same thing they do at the docks, bringing in a load of bananas, let it set there until it rots before I'll give you approval on it. Same thing. What, what, right? what, 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 what test did your product fail and you said a number of other uh, was, uh, I'm not going to release the other people that came to No, me, no, but no, 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 but what was, what was the, which test was it? Which test was it? Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, you get tested for We THC, test for everything. No, for the, microbial, the microbial okay. failed for Aspergillus. Okay. And every single cultivation that tested in that lab that day failed for Aspergillus okay. every test. Okay. Right? Okay. How's that not enough evidence to ask can test or to ask fat labs to retest? Yeah. We're going to go to the next part. You guys pulled fat labs like right? Here's some things that you guys weren't aware before you just yanked them out of play. Some of those tests that we had already sent in five days and not me, but several cultivators had sent in were already done and in approval. You shut them down before they could release that. Six days later, very frantic phone call from me to that gentleman said, hey, do you realize that I've already dealt with a room? Now I'm dealing with you guys telling me, oh, send out new tests, go to a new lab. No, we already paid $1,800 to have it tested. It's already been tested. They said it was approved. Their license was shut down before they could release the test results. 15 to 20 minutes after talking to Mr. Holscher, and he goes, they come back, they release our test an hour later. All of a sudden, revenue starts to flow again, right? So some of the decisions that are made up here, you guys tell us to be good and to be vigil. We can't second guess what you guys are going to do. You guys have to think about us, too. You know, this is a two-way system. We jumped through the hoops that you ask, 
thinking about what's going on, doing an email, say, hey, what's up with this? Before you just rule no or before you say, hey, I'm going to shut this business down because there is an issue. And I totally understand that. And I totally figure that out. But these people have already paid for their tests and their tests are completed. All right, release those. Now we're going to stop your license from taking in more product and doing more tests. You know, little thoughts like that. Keep the money flowing. Stop people from coming up here and saying, hey, you know, I'm late on taxes because, you know, we've, we've sat down and, and uh, did our numbers and sharpened our pencil. And the only thing we can't do is second guess your actions. You know, you guys need to think about that for us, you know. Am I ashamed that I have back taxes? Hell no. It means I'm out there, I'm in the trenches, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Look it up. My tax payments have been made on time and my obligations were filled. You know, this is where I kind of <clears throat> sat with it. I'm glad to uh, answer any questions that you guys have. Um, most of the... I did have one last one. Let me go to the... You know, one other thing I would ask is like, when you set these meetings up and you put people on tabs, you know, why not try to break these down? I spent all day here to see if I was going to be called, which kind of took me out of play on making money to create more revenue, to pay more of these taxes quicker, you know, that it would be nice to know, hey, we're going to cover taxes on the second day. Because that gives you one more day, you know, to keep attending the business and keep things going. I know everybody here is super busy. I do this 24-7, seven days a week. We always want more people. Some of the frustration that goes on between these businesses and this board is a lack of communication straight up. I have asked every single person here to come to our facility. Tour our facility. We'll give you the insides out. We'll show you our books. We'll show you everything. Not one person showed up. Not one person. Same thing with the borough. But then everybody's always explaining, so what's the problem? Where's my money? You know, that's what we get. Where's my money? Where's my taxes? Where's your support? Where did you show up? Where did you take a look at what's going on? Did you realize this is living crops in a normal business? We would have banking, had it, revolving credit for $1 million in our paving company. So when an unfortunate event happened, we dropped back onto that credit. We made sure our taxes were paid. We paid that credit by the end of the year and it revolved back into another one. There is nothing like that in this industry. They say that we're supposed to be a normal industry and we're going to be treated regular. Where's quarterly taxes? Why are we hounded every single month over them? You know, these are questions that are coming from us. I mean... Is there any answers? Can you guys fill in any of these blanks? Can can we work on it? Or is it, this is the way it is, and let's go forward. You know, we're supposed to grow the industry and make it better. This industry has ran for, what, three years, just over three years, right? There's been a couple little things that have been done. Seriously, getting out there and talking to cultivators, the cultivators that are putting money out and talking about the tax structure and where the taxes are at. You guys need to do that. You need to figure it out. This is going to progressively get worse. And I know people say, well, if you got a good business model, it does it. Horseshit. There is things out there that happen. Got it. The ones that are saying that now, I'd love to hear their comments in a year and a half from now. You know, our issue is we are big. You know, we started a lot in the beginning. We got into a couple, you know, unfortunate circumstances, but we have cleaned up stuff. You know, non-recurring debt, we went through $3.26 million non-recurring debt that's not coming back to us. That stuff's paid off. We've kept our taxes paid up, you know. It, <clears throat> things happen, 
You guys have to be able to understand this, take a look at what's going on. Not everybody is trying to hide something or to get away with something. I call with normal questions. You guys want more money for the industry? I called the other day and I talked to Officer Rooks and I'm like, hey, I got a question. So in week five or week six or week seven of bloom, when your families start to get crystally, we pull those off. In the beginning, you guys asked, oh, we want the weight from every single plant and then we'll register that as waste and then we'll destroy it and you hang on to it on site for three days. My question was, how come I can't just dry that, put it in a bag, set it on a shelf, and when the harvest comes down, put all that back in to go as distillate run, right? Well, I don't know. You have to write us a letter, which he was super helpful, and we would talk back and forth, and this is what I'm saying. I wish that there was a number where you guys could sit down and take a phone call once a week and say, hey, this is a issue. How do you guys want to proceed? How do you want to go forward, you know? We get tons of help from the DOR, tons of help from the taxation places, tons of help from your enforcement, and zero help from the board. Lots of questions, lots of parading, lots of just, you know, horseshit. I'm not, I'm not being, you know, I'm being honest. I've been in this for three years. I got three ulcers. Any one of you can have one of them. Where the worries are real. My company takes about $160,000 to $180,000 in operating costs every month. That's not your taxes. That's not your oops. That's not your borough taxes. That is electric bill. That is payroll. That is insurances. That is building costs. That is what the taxes cost for land, for having the land, your land taxes in. So next time that you pull somebody's crop and you say not enough evidence, think about how much money you're pulling out of their play. A whole month's worth of bills. What's going on? You know, ask them. That's what I would ask. If you guys have any questions, I'm willing to answer them all. Thank you. I, uh, I I found that I found that very instructive. I mean, I, I learned quite a bit listening to you. Um, Sorry, Mr. Springer. Yeah. After review of the memo, um, when you spoke about the October taxes not uh, coming up yet, I would like to clarify, it does appear that these are a list of the individuals or the, the businesses that were listed in the months that the memo was sent to AMCO. So the October 17th memo was sent to AMCO, um, but it references previous taxes. So it was the months in which we were notified of previous taxes due. So thank you for that clarification. For sure. Through the chair, the dates are the dates of the NOVs that were issued that show that they were previous uh, delinquencies for the prior 30 days. That's what the reference. Okay. It just says October on what we got, and, like, that October taxes aren't due. They're not. And no. if you were delinquent for October, then I believe that you should be getting another email here pretty soon. So Yeah, and um, we've just been cleaning it up, you know. So uh, through the chair. I, I completely understand and I empathize where you're coming from when you say you have something drastic such as an infestation or an aspergillus um, failure and that causes a ripple effect where you lose revenue and it causes you to be behind. I think all of us in personal matter have suffered from something where an unexpected bill comes up and pushes you behind, further behind and behind. I think the efforts that you guys take, as long as you continually pay for these and you don't abandon your taxes that are owed to the state of Alaska, I think that's important to understand. Um, as for the cultivation thing that you referenced with Investigator Rux, 
All I can say is the regulations state that harvests have to happen at the same time. And when you do these, I guess downstate, they would call them um, manicure harvests or uh, manicure trimming. That's not specified in our regulations. A, a manicure a manicure harvest is when you're harvesting any kind of a bud off the top of it, which would be your first cut around on the top. You know, when back in the day I used to grow outdoors, you always take the tops first, come back two weeks later, pull the bottoms. That would be a manicure harvest. What we're talking about is a de-leafing. Here's, here's the truth is you guys are looking for more money. There's tons of money in the trash that you guys are throwing away. There's no button to transfer waste, right? And why would I pay $240 taxes on something that might generate $500 total and you still got to pay to have it processed? But here's where it comes. 365 pounds of waste a week. I would take 250 bucks on that. It generates some income, but there's, you know, everybody says this taxing, 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 looking at it and fixing it is the first step, you know, and saying, okay, hey, why don't we put a transfer for waste in there? We'll send that and we'll tax it when it goes to sale at a percentage like every other state is doing. You know, I mean, I get we're pioneers, but come on, quit building wheels for wagons that already exist, you know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, thanks for your thoughts. Um, it was uh, heartfelt, and uh, I don't, I don't think that you're alone in your your frustrations or your concerns. Uh, a couple of questions for you. Um, you had some product that went and got tested, it failed, and then you needed to get it retested. Yes, sir. What was what was the mm -hmm. delay there? It was response from Erica McConnell. I mean, I'm not pointing the finger, and I really wish that she was here so this conversation could go back and forth. So whether it's Erica McConnell or the board, we were waiting for an answer from them. The letter that I received was from Erica McConnell that said not enough evidence, denied. How long a time period lapsed between your request and the, and the notice that it was denied? Okay. So, get to the bottom of it here. I'm going to shoot from the hip here really quickly. I believe this is one of the facilities that was affected by the testing that started um, the work with Mr. Kirby. The work with what? The work with DEC during the review of testing protocols. Nope, never been asked. Applied for several of them. I do have the answer that you're looking for here. Just here we go. Uh, so... All total, we were six and a half weeks from the harvest to we finally got an answer on half of it. Two and a half weeks more after making, a, you know, two and a half weeks more went by, so it was eight and a half weeks before the whole thing was cleared. I think you're jumping to my my next question, but let me, let me back up. So, so between asking, <clears throat> in, in, between getting a failed test mm -hmm. and saying, hey, I'd like to get this retested somewhere else. Yes. How long? How much time lapsed before you got a response to that request? Well, a response to that one was. Two and a half weeks. Okay. Um, okay. Thanks. And then, so then, then you decide. Okay, we wanted to send this to get it blasted, processed somewhere, yeah. right? Okay. How how long? How much time lapsed between that? There was four weeks until we got clarification from the director to send half of it, because in one of the batches there was a 52 pound batch that um, one package passed. So every I'm, I take that back. So every test did not fail. One package passed. Everything else failed. And uh, when I when I said, okay, well, what do we do with this other half of this package? Because 
there was six tests sent out, five fail, one passes, right? These ones were not cleared to send to be remitted. Okay. So after two and a half weeks of waiting, I made a phone call to Mr. Holster, and within two days, he had an answer and had it cleared for me to test. Okay. Or for so, me to, yeah, to go. Okay, thanks. So, so you got <clears throat> you got approval to, pro to send part of your product, to sell part of your product to some processor. Um, but you had to identify, in, in, in making that request, you had to identify the, the one processor you were going to send it to? You, you, they asked, okay, which processor, you know, which one were you? And the marketing manager that was sending the emails for me, she listed just one. She listed just one company. She said, we would like to send it to, you know, this company or, or another one. But that one company's name got listed on there because there's only a spot for one name, right? Okay, so, okay, thank you. So I just want to make sure I understood that correctly. So perhaps this is a, this is a question for... Um, for staff in in that scenario, if somebody has <clears throat> failed mm -hmm. failed product or, or just trim that they want to send, they want to sell to a processor. Are are they constrained in who they can do business with? Through the chair, I believe that um, it was at the the what we understand is certain processes can only can eliminate Aspergillus, and only the processors who have the capability were approved to receive that okay. failed product. Okay. All right. That that makes sense. Thank you. That that's that's important. Um, but there but there are multiple processors that, that use CO two extraction, for example. I believe that there's is multiple, yes. There's yes. multiple out there. How many okay. are actually um, cleared to pass remitted? The exact process. Got it. Okay. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I, I, thank the, you. the reason for, the reason I brought it up is because after it was cleared and we. Send it to the processor. You know, the processor is like, oh, it's all remitted. All I'm paying is taxes. Where at the point where if you had options at that point, the options are to, A, okay, no worries. I'll call a different processor. Right. B, okay, call in the investigator. Watch me destroy it. Because we had that conversation. If it's over three pounds, he wants them on site to watch it be destroyed. So this processor knew that you had no other... Yeah. Nobody else to sell it to. Whether so they did, whether whether, they, they, whether that processor knew or not, I have no clue. But it was just another gate that is put up when you're searching avenues of relief. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's um it's it's some of this <clears throat> some of this industry has got so many loopholes in it, guys. I don't even understand why it's not wild wild west and shit's going down. The other part of it is so over restricted about the stupid things. That it's like we've had this conversation, Mr. Holster and I have. It's like, you know, um, some of the packaging restraints are ridiculous. I mean, all we're doing is polluting. Damn, you know, that's not what this is for, you know. But some of the things, it just needs to be reworked. And I think having conversations with people that are actively in this industry and in different parts of it, you know, instead of just taking one person's word and they're in this part of the industry, you know, if you're going to do extracting, talk to the extractors. If you're going to do something that affects the growers, talk to the growers. If you're going to do it for retail, talk to the retailers. Because in my humble opinion, the retailers don't give a shit about the cultivators. Nobody does. They care about their own. And remember this in the end, no cultivators, no industry. It ain't legalized by across the state lines. You don't cultivate it, where's it coming from? I have some other thoughts. I'm just going to stop now. I think some of the board members might ask some questions. Anybody else got any questions uh, here? 
Go ahead, Mr. Miller. I get. <clears throat> sorry. I guess I don't have any questions, but it's kind of the things that I, I've been trying to talk about in the last three or four meetings is prioritizing things, right? And things like this should be prioritized to the top of the list because it is costing people financially. Some people are losing their businesses. They're firing people. I, and I, I got to be honest with you, if someone has a failed test, why do they not have the option to have it retested? Why are we looking for evidence? Well, it's, it's a $200 check is what it is, right? Maybe something happened uh, uh, on the transport. Maybe something happened in the lab. Maybe anything could happen, right? If a cultivator or the business owner believes enough in their product, to spend another 250 bucks to get it tested. Why are we saying no? It just and I'm not looking for answers, it just wanting people to think about it, right? But when you have a couple hundred thousand dollars on the line, I mean, that really should be a one or two day response, not weeks, sometimes not months. And you know, this trust me, you're not you're not the first cultivator I've heard from. So um I've been lucky so far. Uh but I get it. And uh I think your explanation was much better than mine, and uh, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. One of the questions you'd ask is how long it took, you know, six and a half, seven and a half weeks to complete that process. Just so everybody knows, from the day we chop down until our shelves are empty is two weeks. But does not sit around on ourselves. If anything sits around, it's a distillate product that is going to distillate. So our income pulls over like that. I know that everybody has a busy life. But some of these decisions are people's lives that you're deciding. You know, when our crop comes down two weeks later, everything's out the building. You know, so to set on a product for, you know, six and a half, seven and a half weeks. And it just happened to be <laughs> that crop fails and it was a three week to the next harvest. And when your company already, you know, exceeds 160000 a month in operating costs, you're already on a tight rope. Take that tight rope away. What happened in a full explanation was, Vendors were sought out, and through those vendors, product was brought in to keep the business going. And unfortunately, this is just me. Those vendors and those people that own these family-owned businesses are more important to me than DOR. I would rather pay DOR's late fees. I would rather pay that their extra tack-on that they put on there so I can give the money to the vendors first and make sure that their debt is squared. You know, my grandfather always told me, you know, your word's your bond. And you can ask anybody in this industry that I've done business with, yeah, I might owe you money, but I'm good for it. I'll pay it in the end. And depending on where it is, I'll pay you before I'll pay anything. I'll take that on my chin, and I'll stand by it, and I'll continue to do it. And hopefully, we can fix this in, in a year and a half from now. You know, we won't have to be sitting here having these conversations. Mr. Chairman? Uh, I just want to let everybody know that a request for failed material, uh, those should be a pretty straightforward process. And I've talked to uh, my staff and I told them that those, when we receive those, those should receive priority. I know there's a few in the queue that I will have taken care of as soon as possible. Uh, as for the request for retest, there is another side to that, which um, I, I do understand that somebody should have the option for retest. It's in our regulations, but it puts 
the first test in question, and if you have it at the same facility or a different facility, it brings up so many questions. So there has to be a process, I guess, is what I'm getting at, because which test actually was accurate if it comes back and there was something negative present on the second one when it was present on the first. So I, I'm just making a statement as to there is a need to review this. There, and this is kind of where a lot of the, I guess, where it hits, where it hits a narrow spot and you can't, uh, the funnel effect where everything slows down. Well, you know, in my other experiences, I've ordered a lot of heavy equipment, OEM parts, right? Engines, turbos, tons of stuff. I've owned boxed cases of brand new engines that were faulty from the factory. The factory takes that price. They, they pay for that, not you. So, in my humble opinion, you got to test. I believe where my test is. Let me test with every lab. They all come back clean, and that one lab is the only one that comes back dirty. You better start looking at their stuff. When it's all done, you better make them pay for the test. It was their fault in the first place. This is how it is in normal business. I've done a lot of business with a lot of different vendors. This is how it goes. Let's just take it to normal business instead of, you know, regulating. <clears throat> I've had uh, corn that I went to sale when I was a farmer before this, you know. I've had failed milk tests. I've requested another test. Let's have it. And sat it come back out where there was something that happened in the lab, you know. And, and they're like, damn, okay. You know, and it's just challenging that and trying to have it done. Like, I agree. If I'm willing to pay for it, what, why, why would you tell me, no, I can't spend my money on it? Because I would damn sure be breaking the law if I just took that sample and went and had it tested and showed up and said, hey, man, look, the three labs all tested it clear. This lab retested it, and it's clear today. Isn't that funny? You know, I know my product, I know that the way we do things is right. When you pull 52 pounds and you test it, and every one of them is within 0 .1, 0 .2, 1 .1 and 1.2 of each other, you know your testing is coming out in a fair, in an in a even mark. It's not like you're picking up something and testing specifically, you know, the random tests that are sent in there. Why would we be, deni be denied to prove that our product is good? And if it comes back bad, shut your mouth and send it and have it remitted. And it costs us something. It didn't cost you anything. Through the chair, just a quick response. Is the one thing that we need to consider and keep in mind, I know it's always at the forefront of my mind, is public safety. Yes, sir. When you have something come back that is dangerous to public health, such as E. coli or aspergillus, especially with people that may have breathing problems or asthma, those are huge concerns that we need to consider, and that's why we test for those things. So it's a little more complicated than a machine part being sent back. This can affect somebody's health to the point of being very ill or sick, or even to the point of dying if it's somebody with a weak immune system. So I think we really need to consider that. And I'll reiterate, I agree with you. I agree with what Nick said, but there needs to be a process or something in place for that. And that will push things forward a lot quicker for the industry if there is a process for that. Um, I'm very sorry to interrupt, uh, but I just want to make sure that we are aware that TAB 4, I believe, discusses retesting. Um, so there's a regulations pro project kind of related to the discussion. I just wanted to make sure the board remembered that. So, so here's an idea. State of Alaska has a lab. Why not let it go to that lab? Why not let it be tested in the state of Alaska's lab? 
I get, oh, it's not licensed. Enforcement doesn't even carry a handler's card. It's the state of Alaska. Why can't it go to their lab and be tested? You know what I'm saying? There's a question right there. Why isn't the state of Alaska undertaking some of this money by doing some of these retests? The state of Alaska does have a lab that they run, you know. It's just, this is an option. Through the chair, I've heard the comment about not having handler cards. We're the ones who approved the handler course. I, I, it, it's just a parody, I, right? I, well, it is, but it's a bad parody. Well, I mean, you, you know, it's like um, it's, saying. But here's 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 my, here's my rebuttal on it. This is this is where I'm going. This is where I'm going to I'm going to stand with it. Yesterday, you said that you guys had hired an enforcement officer that's coming from out of state, right? Mm -hmm. Here's my bet, and I'm just assuming, and it could make an ass of me, but I would assume that none of your enforcement officers have grown, bought, sold, or consumed cannabis at any time for a long period in their life. So without that handler's card, okay, how are they taught to handle it and do everything? Because this is where it comes is like, <clears throat> I took the handler's card. I've handled this for 30 years, right? I'm going to stop you. You haven't been to a law enforcement academy where we are taught evidence, handling of evidence, handling of drug evidence. So we can go back and forth about this all day long. But okay. the reason why we're hired, uh, the reason why we don't have this is we already have the training that is listed in the handler card. So I appreciate that. So Okay. Thanks, thanks James. All right. Um, <clears throat> okay. So we've uh, – um, okay, go ahead. Real quickly, um, you brought up some really good points. I don't think you're alone in, in your frustration. Uh, a couple things stand out for me. First of all, to address a comment you, you made earlier, the board doesn't get involved with the day-to-day -day operations. Um, you know, the, the staff do. Um, and they're, they're, you know, another consideration there is that they have they have limited resources. Um, so uh, there's some at times they can be limited in what they do. However. <clears throat> um, it doesn't. It doesn't free the board of responsibility. I I see this. Um, I I think we're at kind of a turning point in this industry. I think that the board is somewhat culpable in some of these dysfunctions in the industry because we've not. Are we? I mean, collectively, the board has not really articulated a clear set of priorities from from day one. Honestly, I, I looked it up on our website. There's there's no mission statement there. There is actually, and it's completely fluff. <laughs> you, you gain nothing from it. Um, and, it's, and it's apparent to me that there is no such guiding principle that everybody agrees to. Uh, so that's one, of, that's one of my frustrations, but I see that as an opportunity. So I think, you know, going forward, I would really like to see this board articulate a very efficient statement. Clearly, public safety has to be at the top of that list. Nobody would argue 100%. that. 100%. After that, we've got some important priorities to identify. And I, 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 I will commit to you that that's, that's certainly going to be on my radar um, without, <laughs> without exception. Um, <clears throat> and I would just ask the other board members to consider that uh, for future discussions. Thank you. Okay, let me, you know, I used to be on the, I still am again, on the Public Safety and Transportation Commission in Bethel. And we regulate the taxi cab industry. And in our ordinance, there's a requirement for an annual uh, review of the status of the taxi cab industry. And sometimes it lasts five minutes because nobody's there, and sometimes it could last an hour or two. So I was thinking about that yesterday. And really, we should have, this board should 
hold a one-day meeting, uh, probably uh, in uh, Fairbanks in the summertime because the weather's so nice, um, and because it's hard for people to get to Juneau or, and other places, um, but to have a discussion about the status of the industry. And we would probably invite you know, people from the Department of uh, Revenue and other places to hear exactly what we heard from you today. I've learned more about um, you know, the, the, the dynamic and the business environment of cultivation than, you know, I've been able to glean, uh, from, you know, since 2015, right here. So, um, we aren't picking on people by asking them to address their tax and OB, and I'm actually glad that you came loaded for bear to light into us like you did, um, because it's, it's it's really very helpful. You've you've raised a number of important points, um, and the issue of, of of priority setting I think is uh, something that actually Bob Klein and I talked about that last night when the new director gets. We will probably have a joint board meeting with the new director to lay out patients' priorities, you know, for both industries. So. Um, Thank you for for everything you said, and uh, uh, you know sometimes we need to get chewed out. And I I, I didn't mean any of it with any mouth. I didn't take it that way at all. You know, I, didn't I didn't take it that way at all. Wasn't you know trying to pick the thing and just and I get it was a bad parody, and you know it's just sometimes those things are you know where it goes. And I I hope that we have a long-standing relationship working together, and yep. you know and and being able to converse back and forth. You know you don't always have to agree. But you always, you know, can work it out, right? Yep. Like, you know, since slamming the door and walking away. Yeah, absolutely. Hello, Alaska and you tokers out there. This is Marcy from Alaskan Blooms. I just wanted to drop by and give you guys some information about the new strains that are going to be hitting our retail shelves today. Um, we have Black Mamba back. We have a new test for bubblegum kush that hit 25%. Also, we have cherry cordial and clementine, Elysium, Gorilla Glue 4 by Sunset Sherbet, Grease Monkey, Harawana, Kimbo Kush, Silver OG, Snow Monster, Strawberry Dock, and we also have a brand new harvest of our CBD superstar, Taint. And my favorite strain out of this harvest has got to be the Gorilla Glue 4 by Sunset Sherbet. This strain's genetics are by the Shits Legits, who is a Fairbanks local legend. And I love the high from this strain, and I love it's just got all these intense flavors. Really diesel-y, really citrusy. And like I said, it's just a really, really, really heavy, wonderful, perfect indica. Thanks for stopping by. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. We got this. We got this. All right. Welcome to Far North Tokers Mobile once again. Here with Linda Nansen, or as 
many of us like to call him Bub. What up? And Adam Hover. Aloha. Co-owners of Alaskan Balloons. Some of the co-owners, right? How many co-owners yeah. you guys have? There's a few. Okay, cool. Good answer. What are you asking for? Just what the are you there? What the fuck is this? Guy? My brain just... Why is he asking these questions? I'm not questions? sure. You want to mafia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you I better answers? not ask those questions, right? I'll fucking give you answers. Is there a plus one? <laughs> is there an open? Is this yours? That's I don't know. That's why. He okay, said, good. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm Because last time I was over here, we talked about that. Do you And I threw it out on the table. No, I have one. You have one? But not on me. Not on you. I threw it on the table, and then I was thinking, when I was sitting here right now looking at it, I'm thinking, oh shit, is that mine? But I don't think so. Well, who knows? Is it mine? Is that yours? Was, was there, mine? Was there okay. a bonus one laying on your table? He left one no, here. No, That's I, I have no I didn't say that. Oh. I said, I, as soon as I saw that, I thought, oh, oh. shit, did I leave mine? I'll give you a loaner. No, I don't need what do you, one. What do, you, what do you think about that? You see that one yet? Yeah, I see that. That's fine. Mine is missing. You got two of them. <laughs> Are you guys Trump supporters? Don't comment. Who the fuck is this know. guy? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> edit, edit, edit. I don't, what does that mean, even? I don't yeah. even know what that means. Are you a supporter way, of Trump? Well, I don't support 100% of things that any one person does. Everybody, Never? Everybody makes stupid fucking decisions. But you can still support their dumb decisions and say you learn from them and... Mm, I mean, I don't know. Is that what that means? I don't, I don't know. know. Right. I don't, I, I don't know. That's what my that's what I was asking. Is it a um, a comedy? Do you support the president. I remember when I was in the army, and that was like controversial topic. Man. You can't say shit. You can't say nothing like condescending about the president. Or... But it's changed, hasn't it? I mean, people are no, just it is no fuck no. You kicked out of the army, man. You post some dumb shit on Facebook about the president. Really? Like, it oh, is yeah. your president. Okay, listen, you don't. Dude, I have to, down you don't have to support him. He's my president. Right. But it's president. Right. right. And yeah. even presidents that I did not support, they were my presidents. And, you know, I didn't have it's to hard for everything they did, but say. I didn't rant and raid over it. I just tried to change it with a vote, you know? <laughs> yeah, but vote don't mean shit. See, that's the vote yeah. I'm in. And that's where I used to be, but then. You have I to convince to vote. a thousand, thousand people to vote that way. But see, well, yeah, I don't think it matters. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We already know. Everybody knows it doesn't matter. All the people can vote. The What the people vote doesn't matter. It matters to me. But it doesn't because <laughs> it's already <laughs> been, yeah, it's already been done where it's like the people voted for this person, but then that's not how it worked out in the, what I, I don't even Electoral know enough college. about, so, yeah, I don't even know enough about politics to tell you what it is, but. So does that know. mean that I could never be president? That's no. not what that means. You would never no. be president. It but just I would means. know before I was. <laughs> Is that what it means? Paul, you better believe you would know before you were. You would have been invited to a you lot of meetings. Get, you want to get in on a little secret? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it's going to be president. <laughs> but, <laughs> that was. President. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I heard Sean Tacky was running for president. Boom. Oh, what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just talking shit. What's up with Sean Tacky recently? <laughs> you guys seen Sean Tacky recently? I mean, no. yeah, he kind of just he business, lost that election. Had a business meeting with him, and yeah, that was the last time. Last, last time, time I seen him. That business meeting. <laughs> yep. Yep. Nope. Mm-hmm. Seen. Uh, I seen Emmett at the Amco meeting. I didn't see. Sean, I don't know if he was there. I don't know. I didn't see him, but I seen him up there. Yeah. Brandon, I saw him. I'm going to stick my hand after I got done speaking. Mm-hmm. 
I like that whole crew. I, I don't know one of them. But um, Emmett, I had a good conversation with him. I don't know enough about him. He's never hurt me in any way that I've known. John Tacky, he's always been pleasant with me. Again, just, he's that politician guy. Frank Ferrari is fun to be around. Have you guys hung out with Frank at all? Yeah, I like Frank. He's a fun guy. He just he seems pretty <coughs> forward, and I don't know their other guy. I miss Frank. Frank, where are you? Where does he, does he live up here still? He's where a little old. Where is he? Frank, come say hi. <laughs> yeah, get him over here. He's fun to hang out with. I, I've only hung out with him when we're recording shows. So why we're here? Oh, let's see. We're here in taxes. <laughs> <laughs> taxes, right? Taxes are fucked. Taxes. And taxes are part of that situation of well, being politics and government. I just mean that in like just the whole general sense of taxes in okay, yeah, this universe. Taxes. So what is a tax? Well, taxes are form of the government getting it. Their piece. Yeah. I, but I, you know, <laughs> I, I've, I've created and said a lot of things about taxes. And, I, and I've shot it from different angles and all kinds of different things. But um, <clears throat> one of the things that I notice is, you know, it, it's not all just taxes. The whole system is flawed mm-hmm. to a point of uh, the ones that are on the boards are not. You went to specific Canada industry. I went to a right? specific Canada industry. Like we were talking yeah, yeah, generalities yeah. of right. what a tax we're just is. talking about taxes, uh, but yeah. you're talking specifically about the cannabis industry. Oh, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about the cannabis mm-hmm. industry. But what is a tax? Let's talk about what that tax is. Let's talk mm-hmm. philosophy for a second. It's a legal way of getting bought off. But it's a, well, there's, there's a purpose <laughs> for it. Right. Yeah. you got to pay that money in a white envelope on a quiet day no more. It should <laughs> be used to run the administrative parts, right? Because it's, it is a, uh, there's a function of government that's being used by the industry. Right. Mm-hmm. So by collecting taxes, or you can call them fees, same mm-hmm. shit, right? It's still taken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They should be running the administration of well, cannabis. Right, but taxes are not like a voluntary thing. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like you have the choice to pay it or not. If you want to be in the game, right. Right. It's or like if you, you want to, you know. I think that that money that's collected on taxes yeah, should be voted on. <laughs> Live in society. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. It can be. By the cannabis Choosing industry. your representatives. I mean. Yeah, that's horseshit. Right. Okay. That just gets super convoluted. Yeah. yeah. But that, that's, that that's really is. No, that no, no. That's a lie. Well, Not in Alaska. Is, well, you but can the thing put is, there's already positions. so much money reeling in. That the fucking hooks are sunk. You know what I mean? There's no... You're not going to go in there and steer none of that shit nowhere. You know what I mean? That's all. Any any drops of blood that could be caught and siphoned are already being siphoned. You know what I mean? And it's all... The, like, the hooks are in for the people who are making the decisions of where those checks are going and what that money's being spent on. You know what I mean? Like, there's no... They're not going to listen to anyone who's going to come at... Like, just the general public can, is just going to decide all of a sudden... In theory, in theory, right. our American system mm-hmm. of politics and representation right. says we can choose those people that make those decisions. Well, right. Uh-huh. So, but those but people all we, get specifically like chosen for certain reasons that don't apply to our industry at all. You know? What yeah, I, mean? like, I, I. Yeah, like maybe cannabis is so small in the big scheme of right. what, what. So, so let me ask you this: right. 
that everybody says that Dunleavy got chose because they were all getting their PFD. He did. <laughs> ah, I think that's worse. <laughs> 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 it's all uh, it's circus and bread. You know, yeah, bread and circus. For sure. You offer that's money. where that's where so that's where I had a, an epiphany that is is what it is. You know, um, going down there and standing there, and people are like, "This is great," and it's it. They need to, you know, everybody has that right. Everybody has that strength within them. You know, here's the other thing that made me realize. Has a right to what? To stand up and say it's our industry. It's not theirs. It's our industry collectively. All of us, we Mm -hmm. make it up. We see where the problems. There's a lot of people out there that agree. And there's a lot of people that disagree. And you know what? You can still sit down and talk about it. Just because you agree to one thing and you disagree with it doesn't mean you can't sit down and have a conversation and look at real life. Right. Real life doesn't bullshit, right? The problem is, is when people say, oh, hey, you know what? You got a Corvette. I got a Camaro. Mm-hmm. Right? Too different. You have to set people down that are just large scale growers, right? And start looking at things, right? And yes, I 100% agree with things that I've seen posted and in, in the arguments in the past that do you have a solid business plan? Yes, yes, you're 100% right. When you gamble and do something really large, you know, there are unforeseen things that happen and, you know, people being in the loop and wanting to have that conversation is a big start to it, you know. those That board genuinely looked at me like they had no... Like, I was giving them the keys to the kingdom, and they were seeing it in real life for the first time because it was almost like, and and no insult. Here's the first thing I want to say is I've listened to myself about three times, so I've judged the things I say. And number one, I'd like to apologize at any time if it was brash to every one of the board members and to Mr. Holscher, and that there was nothing ever meant to come out that way. And sometimes I do need to shut up and just listen to what they're saying but i was generally kind of got excited because they looked so shocked to hear it because probably according to grow books once you're done budding you get the money and it was your turn to talk you're allowed to sit there and you're given time to talk yeah and and you know the greatest thing is we all get those the more i thought about it Mm -hmm. you get those with the senator the young congressman Mm -hmm. all you gotta do is get a plane ticket Right. I've been seeing all these cats fly around. I think I'm going to start getting some frequent flyer miles. Right. Right. Bring the farmers off the farm, <laughs> take them into the office and let them tell their side. I know there's other people out there that will speak up. I know mm-hmm. there's other people that will articulate their story. Here's the problem. People won't articulate the truth because of shame. Whether they feel shame because they couldn't do it or whether they feel shameful because it was they didn't foresee it or whether whatever mm. it doesn't matter it's not shame it's learning right right i mean if <laughs> nowadays it's so it's so hard to make a mistake as soon as you make a mistake people are like oh you fucker you did it wrong you're stupid you're oh dumb. yeah you, you're not allowed to make a mistake anymore you know, some people just wear their heart on their seat look at poor phil jesus mm-hmm. you know my heart goes out because he couldn't get his message out Without getting so worked up over it. it tells me he's got a lot of heart in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know. What happened? Well, you know, he tried to take his piece the next day about taxes, and it was just unfair. They wouldn't read his letter. Right. He oh. had a hard time getting through it. 
you know and and my my heart my heart goes out to a person <laughs> that um you know has their heart truly into something and no matter what they try it doesn't work it doesn't work and all it comes down to is broaden your searches you know be willing to take other people's other people's ideas and um you know whatever whatever else you can you know do to make it work you know who's the chair who's the chair I don't know. I don't know his name. I remember his name already. Glenn Inkert or I, I something. Really? I can't remember the last the name. The chair? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I, I was talking the whole time. The picture of the Charlie's Angels pose with the pistol detective. No, that's the yeah, new yeah. Um, director. Oh, direct. Oh, oh, yeah. My bad. My bad. I misunderstood. Oh, yeah. yeah that's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, That's a new man. I don't, know, I don't <laughs> know a lot of them. I don't know a lot. Really? Of I mean, the chair, the one stuff. The, I know, but I he's can. been there the longest, and I oh, feel wait. bad. I didn't know either. Yeah. Wait. Uh, the old. The, the rural old dude. The old guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Springer. Yeah. Mark Springer. Mark Springer. Okay. So, to go to your idea of bringing people together mm-hmm. and talking about it. Yeah. Mark Springer. Yeah. At the end of your testimony. Uh-huh. Was talking about bringing people to Fairbanks mm-hmm. and having a meeting and right. bringing, having like an and he was industry. talking about this idea. It's stakeholders, like uh-huh. what you're talking about, the large yeah. grow, and then the mm-hmm. retail stores, bringing the people that are having these that conversations, have stake mm-hmm. in the system. Mm-hmm. That's <clears throat> that's good public policy. Mm-hmm. When you're bringing the people that are involved in on, mm-hmm. when you don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. so you bring people in that do. Uh-huh. So is that the purpose of the board? No. <clears throat> right now, they're saying they want it to be. The purpose of the board right now is collect taxes and regulate, so we don't get well. The purpose in by actually. The so government. the purpose of that board <coughs> is to sort through the billions of applications that come in and pick the ones that Wasn't they that think like, are going to viably make it. They're still doing not it. Not the board. The board doesn't do that. Do the they? board does. Yeah, the board. They're not sorting. Well, the, it's that director in the Amco office. Or well, whatever. they're not sorting either. All they're doing is deeming complete. Well then, because that board is the one that asked you, have you ever had a job running this kind of plants? Have you ever done this? Have you ever had business oh, experience? Gatekeepers, right? Like people that yeah. allow it to happen or not? Yeah, because if they mm-hmm. vote no, you don't get that license. Right. You get tabled. So yeah, they do sort who gets the licenses. You know, they got a lot of work on their hands with that. But here's my thing: that board is sorting who's getting their licenses, but it's still their due diligence, right? That board should be going back and saying. How's these licenses doing? Have we talked to these people? Mm-hmm. And if they see, hey, this I approved this person and now they're having these issues, let's set up a meeting and instead of publicly doing this, let's set up a meeting, have them come in, let's sit down and let's talk the hard talk and find out what's going on because if they're crashing, you know, let's really care about what's going on and, you know, help them crash gently and be done with it. And if they're just having some issues. Let's see if we can work with this to see if it is flawed in the system. Right now, they don't care about the flaws because they're raking in money. $325 million. When you're gone, someone else will step in. Fuck yeah, and when fuck they're you, gone, someone else me. will step in. Yeah. They don't care. They're not consuming cannabis. Mm-hmm. They don't care about medical patients. They mm-hmm. don't care about quality. They don't care about the pest size. They don't mm-hmm. care. So they just money. Pay me, pay me, pay me, pay me. Mm-hmm. A good businessman, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have that right now. 
wheat shenanigans. If they really want money, they need to start running some state labs and start making everybody run their tests through them. They'd make a whole bunch of money. You know, the sad thing Are is, some states doing that? Do you know? Ah, fuck. <laughs> Here's the sad thing. You know the sad part? The sad part is, is after talking to a couple people there and listening to the things they had to say, right? I would have really thought that one of them, at least, would be like, hey, I'd like to follow up just to tug your ear about a couple things. Right. Oh, you mean like an individual reach out? Any of right. them. One of them. Email, email, anything. Well, I, Mark Springer did say that he was looking to bring that. What, he didn't right, call he anything, sent some, no emails to nobody or made no phone if calls. You, if you listen, I think that's where you guys need to activate. Oh, yeah, definitely. And just no, I'll be make it happen. On, on Monday he said, morning. Keep on playing that back to him. Right. On Monday morning when this he is. He said in Fairbanks, too. On mm-hmm. Monday morning when our work is laid out and done. There will be a series of emails sent to all of them with an apology for any brashness or any hard feelings or anything that anybody got from any of that. And a willingly open hand to want to work with any and all agents of this to explain the inside of this business inside and out so they would know here's good, here's bad, here's this, you know. You know, the thing is, is like, here's a little catalyst out of the bag. You can edit it afterwards or whatever. <laughs> but if those <coughs> agents were to sit down and just listen to some of the things that they can look at on metric and see in their own that they have a right to see, they'd, they catch, they'd catch shit before it ever went down. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, you're, by saying that, you're saying they're not doing that. But I, no, I'm saying that they just don't have enough time, right? Oh, they're busy. Sort they the don't database have enough time or they don't have... The ability to see things at like a big enough picture because they don't know the other side of it. You know what I mean? They don't understand what's even happening on the other side. Many other states, isn't it? What? It's in many other states. Uh huh. Yeah, but no. Like here's the so those same red flags. When when you went to when you went to Canada, (laughs) when you went to Canada, they were facing a huge problem about their testing thing. Yeah, and you said what? And they're all looking at you like a light bulb just came on, right? Uh, well, well, about how to start your sets to get your oh yeah in, yeah exactly right and mm-hmm. I mean that's like blatantly obvious right but for the world of them they could not figure that out on their yeah, own people over there wasting thousands and thousands tens, tens of, of thousands, thousands dozens of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. putting out these crops Loon, that they're then loonies. scratching their <laughs> scratching their head about what to do with afterwards all just to get these test results and it's like silly it's just simple solutions that. Because there's nobody who's done that kind of thing before. They just don't have... Well, they're not able to wrap so their minds around. So here's mine. Here's my thing. They say that they need to hire more people, that they need to generate more income, correct? Right? Did they say they need to generate more income? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, they're always doing, they're always just behind the eight ball. They, but did they say that? They I definitely mean, said they need more... Any good businessman would say you're always behind the eight ball. Right. I mean, I don't see why they would ever turn down an ability to make more money. Exactly. But they could immediately. They could start throwing all kinds of fines because there's no, there's no. Big it's not about. It's no not about throwing fines, fines though. Or, it's about. It's about setting down. How about this? How about setting down? How about setting down and saying, okay, hey, here's the deal. We're gonna put a button in metric. You're gonna transfer waste 
to a manufacturer. That manufacturer is going to do this waste package. When it's all said and done, there's going to be X amount of grams from it. And on those grams, we're going to tax them at this percentage, right? Okay, when it goes to retail. Then you can take a product that everybody's throwing away. You can make a viable income that you make a little bit of money off of. And if they were smart and to tax it on a percentage, the more money you make, the more money they make. Right. The less money you make, hundreds the of less thousands money of dollars. If people all around the state started doing that and they were able to send their trash like that, it would be hundreds of thousands of dollars in extra taxes that, that are just being thrown in the garbage right now. You know what I mean? The state is literally so incompetent that they haven't managed to figure out a way to fucking make money off their trash, which there's people in the state who've been doing it for years and years. You know what I mean? It's not a complicated situation to figure out, but why is it just done? Why, why aren't people now sending your trash? The taxes are too much. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it's just ridiculous. You're going to pay because you got to pay. You'd have to send it as trim, which you got to pay $240 a pound on. Yeah. You know, and yeah, that's $240 Trash a pound. Is like right. five, We're talking about something that you're going to save up a couple hundred pounds of and then run it and get a couple hundred grams of oil. You know what I mean? So it's ridiculous. You know, those grams of oil at the rate currently that we pay taxes would be thousand dollar grams you know what i mean it just wouldn't, it wouldn't add up it's not feasible to save all that and run it right now in, in the system you know what i mean you pay an exorbitant amount of taxes for a s- small small return on the product that you're getting back you know would it be worth it on the uh manufacturer side to run it to they run don't all give that? a fuck they're selling you the grams back so you know i mean it's really not worth their time because you know it's just a small deal you're not, they're not going to get as much as they would for, you know, if they were running 100 pounds of flour or 100 pounds of good trim. Right. As opposed to 100 pounds of, you know, flowering fan leaf. And stems. Shit like that. Right. But all that shit. It's not being thrown in the trash. But all that stuff right now is being thrown in the trash by tons of people. All the flowering leaf, all the stem, all that waste, it's all being thrown in the trash. Would you make the manufacturers like a like kind of like the holding ground for different cultivators product for a while for to hold, until it yeah, until it gathers up to a certain point to run it. No, the cultivators can hold their own product until it gathers up to a certain point to run it. Otherwise, you miss out, you know what I mean? If you don't have the capacity to dry and hold your own trash in a feasible manner so it's not, you know, <laughs> Put it in proper conditions so it's not going to rot or mold or whatever. <coughs> so what were you talking about, Bob? Uh, about putting something into a package is just the way you monitor it. Well, yeah, because the if they could do, if they could, if you could go into metric, <laughs> right now you can't do it. You can't. Um, you can't it's send trash. trash. It's either trash. Yeah, you can't send trash nowhere because when you waste something in right. metric, it's gone. You waste it as trash, and it's not in your system no more. So you can't take waste in the system and transfer it to a manufacturer. You can only send it as a product and it has to be, you know, there's not even a wholesale or there's not even a transfer button to go to a manufacturer because like a transfer, there's no taxes because it's not to retail, Mm -hmm. you know, but there's not even a transfer button. Right. You know what I mean? It has to be sold. And so what it does is it creates something that in a large volume, there could be a nice chunk of money. You know that people don't do it because it needs to be a large volume. You know, hundreds of pounds. It's like telling all the growers, "Hey, you know, hey, here's the deal: just water, leaves, stems, everything. You know, 
pay you, you know, this much per pound. And instead of having to destroy it or mix it or whatever, you know, they, if they kill everything green, they just freeze it. And if if it's dry, if the state was smart, they would get $150,000 tax money and make a little lab that could run nonstop and just collect everybody's trash as residual (laughs) income from the cannabis industry. But they're not that smart. But they could at least be... Because they don't fig- want to manufacture, that's why. Because they it's connected to feds. Yeah, they would, well, that that would put the state inapplicable for <clears throat> any and all of... Oh, I got you. Right, right. Mm-hmm. If the feds took over, they the can. state could easily... So that's probably the same it. reason they don't have a state testing lab, huh? That's what it's been said. Yeah. Like why the university's not used. Shenanigans, right? Yeah, especially like you were saying, if the police dumb. can come in and do if it. If more than half of the states are legalized, fuck the feds. What are they? What do you? What are they going to do? What can you do? Fight it, fight it, take it to court. I bet you win. <coughs> that's a um. People are just scared. Everybody's fucking scared. <coughs> Nobody wants to fucking stand up to the guy that's fucking you know looking down at them. One of the points brought up. I made a post today about Rand Corporation. You guys know Rand, just the think tank. They're oh, paid oh to yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the state of Vermont hires them to do a study on the implications of cannabis legalization in the state of Vermont in mm-hmm. 2015. They spend time thinking about it, blah, blah, blah. 25 pages on taxes. I posted today. Read through that. It, blow, it started to be a point where I couldn't understand it. Mm-hmm. So complicated tax structures. Yeah. Of basing on weight and then THC and mm-hmm. then at different products, like talking about concentrates being taxed at a different rate than edibles being taxed mm-hmm. at a different rate than flour. Right, right. Um, but I mean, I get it all alcohols taxed at the same rate, right? I don't know. No matter if it's a fine bourbon or if it's cheap-ass vodka, they're taxed at right. the same rate. Same thing with tobacco, right? Mm-hmm. But the difference is, is, you know, those, the taxes are, you know, it goes right to the customer. You know, Sales tax. Yeah. Is that the only one? Well, you that's know, what I don't get. They say that they say that the excise tax it is it is a sales tax because where the problem comes where the problem comes on their sales tax and the structure of where it's set up is as a grower and a grower only, you have no way to maneuver. You can gamble and send everything to one person, but when a lot of times that are manufacturing. You're not getting that product back by the time that the taxes are due, right? So now the taxes are due. You're still out the money that you did on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where, like, you know, here's the testing one, for instance, is, you know, like, if if you, if you, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it, I guess, any better than that, really. Well, you, you brought up a point in your testimony about uh, quarterly taxes. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, most businesses all these are that things way. about monthly taxes that causes such a burden on your business. Just the stress of dealing with that every month. Would it? What would it do to your business? To yeah, I'm going to tell you what puts a burden on my business. Let me tell you, no, I have banking. The state puts that money in a fucking bank. Why can't I put my money in that fucking bank? Okay, why is not my money U.S. currency not accepted? and treated like U.S. currency. It was voted in by the patrons of this state. It was approved by this state. The state stands behind it. 
If you're a bank in this state, why can't you stand behind what your bank stands behind? That is a question. Right? Everybody says we're waiting for federal legalization. Give a shit. Right. It can federally legalize right now. Nothing's changing. It's still going to be governed by state laws. Right. Right? I don't know. No. Guaranteed. Not the feds take over. Bullshit, dude. They're still dry states because counties and states Right. Exactly. But that's alcohol. Every state is going to have a right to take over federal legalization. uh, I doubt it would happen. I think you would. uh, Every state has a right to vote it out. No, the states states would fucking be like, fuck you. Guarantee you. What? That they want control of. If the federal government tried to come in and say, oh, it's all federal now and the states have no say in what any of the rules or regulations And then collect all the taxes on that as well. Because that's what would happen. I mean, it hasn't happened with everything else. It would just be a federal income tax. Well, yeah, it'll be a federal income tax, but that'll cut that excise tax way the fuck out. So what's going to happen is the state is going to federally legalize. Okay, here's the right. The states are going to be... Governed under state law because right. it, the state still has to make states their own rules. Say, that's what states are going to say. It is illegal to ship marijuana in or out of our state. <coughs> right. And the state, like states vary. You know what I mean. Not everything is going to be the same from state to state. Look at fucking Hawaii. Look at Alaska. You know what I mean. Like the government is going to say, "Here's the set of broad rules." And then each state is going to go and individualize each of those things to accommodate their own fucking state. Yeah. And then counties, like he said, boroughs and counties Maybe. within states can do even their own things to and like, you opt know, out. opt out. There could or, be a new department of, or add department to of cannabis. Right. You know, or a new, a new uh, what are they called? How about this? How about this? How about this? Their, their cabinet. You know, the executive branch could take over <laughs> that whole aspect of it. <laughs> and make a whole nother, they could take the best things from all the states and make their own. It'll never happen. Because everybody's so conceited that they got the best idea and how hard it needs to be controlled and but how education, terrible the drug is. Education happens that how way. How much money we can make off from it, then it will never just get that chance. You know, the thing is, is it is going to be a fight. There's a lot of money. Everybody wants it. But if you don't stand up and fight for what's yours and say not, then it's never going to change. You know, what will happen is if they do not correct course, a lot of growers will go out of business which will leave a super high demand weed prices in the legal market will go up and you know other markets will flourish you know it will not it will not pay out to tax people to death and just keep rolling through them because i know this if you walk through that door and somebody whack you with a baseball bat you learn after the first time not to walk through that door (laughs) especially if you watch two people get it three people get it four people get it what's happening to five (laughs) <laughs> right <Here it comes. laughs> yeah <laughs> four <laughs> you know I mean it's the truth so in order to correct that you look at the broken parts in the machine and you fix it I think every one of those board members up there is doing the best they can you think they're genuine all of them are genuine <laughs> but they're looking out for the they're being, trying to be that, good stewards of the cannabis industry. Okay, so here's here's what I think is I think that, um, yes, I think every one of those board members are doing the best to their ability. Mm-hmm. There's no like Paul. What was the guy's of name? Enforcing, nope. Of enforcing their feelings and beliefs, and also some of them I think are being 
extremely open to looking at it from both sides and I think some are not and I think that some are just you know feeling you know like they're being picked on or or whatever but the truth is is you don't just get to make decisions and then blame it on the person right you know Mr. Warren had a lot of things to say on the second day and I really wish he would ask those questions on the first day because I have the answers that he's looking for, you know, was he I'm, asking? I'm arguing, you know, oh, I got to do taxes and testing and this and that. And, you know, you want to know, ask a person that's been doing it in exactly the form they've been doing it and why this is happening. Ask that person. Right? I agree with you. You don't ask I a bricklayer why the plumbing is fucked up. Okay. You know, I definitely. That makes sense. I definitely, I'll tell you why I was was happy to see, you know, every one of those guys up there in the, you know, Bruce Schulte, he had some genuine questions and, you know, he asked things and I'm working on learning to shut up, you know. Well, what he can do, they can only, as board members, they can only use what's presented to them. Mm -hmm. So as you present things, he can ask questions Mm -hmm. that can drive Mm -hmm. their policy. So he's only allowed to use testimony. Yeah, but here, here's where the problem comes. Now you set up all these different little workshop groups. <laughs> there's a testing group and there's this Making and you there's feel that good. and there's this. And you can apply for them all you want, right? But you don't get into them and, and it's the same group of people getting into them and it's the same group of people getting into them and it's the same group of people that were there in the beginning and it's the same group of people that made the fucking wheel kind of oblong and they're just fucking continuing it. Some more open convention. Continuing it. More open convention. How about no more bullshit? We're going to talk about this. We're going to pick these five growers and we're going to ask them to convene with us. There you you just stopped. You just stopped the six from getting in. Like you were, you were just complaining that you, some people don't have voice. Well, yeah. Take the six. Take all growers, all growers. Whoever wants to be there. Yeah. But there's a difference in a 500 square foot grow. And a twenty-four thousand square foot grow. Right. There's a huge difference. But you can have There's a difference in growing. breakout sessions between these groups. Well, yeah, you could. So it's easier ground. to take. You know, yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. So why not break them up? Hey, these ones are actively this. How about this? These grows are actively intaking this. They're they're producing this much weed in this much time. Let's take those grows and have a conversation with them. Now, let's stare down from their top number to this next bottom number. They're producing this and put them in there because then it's fair, right? Put I mean, if you're, producing 80, if you're producing 80 pounds a month, 100 pounds of bud, not shit, but bud, and, and selling it and going through it, if you're producing that, then you're in this group, right? Sure. You know? But then bring them all back together and share ideas and see why it works because they're all going to be self-interested, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they would all be self-interested, but what would apply for what would apply for mine? You know, you guys need a convention. Well, no, what would apply? So I'm trying to figure out how to word this. So what would apply for Alaskan blooms would not apply for uh, any other cultivation that's not twenty plus thousand square feet with twenty foot ceilings. You know. And, and, you know, in that size, because it's not going to be the same as a 500 square foot grow. There's a way to tax that, you know, a, a tax structure you can tax on the square foot of flour. 
Because here's where the problem comes in, is that's what people think. Oh, I've got a 4x4 tent, and I'm producing 4 pounds. So if I had a 20,000 square foot building, I would just set up 700 tents. Just doing some I would produce 4 times every 700 tent. But it does not work that way. The, the air, the acclimation, getting everything dialed in is more draw, more cost, more money, more... This is industrial, right? This is not that. So I think the, you know, blocking them off in the weights is the fair way to do it. Because no matter what... To do is what? Weight. The fair way to do what? The fair way to conversate with that group about where their issues are with taxes. And you are allowed to do that, right? You are allowed to make up whatever group you want. Well, yeah, I and guess. You, you can, it's, there's nothing that you're saying that you can't organize. Because nope. wasn't in the beginning a, a limited license, <coughs> a limited growers organization kind of in the beginning? Mm, well, there was one here. The co-op. There was no. a co-op in the valley. There was okay. a limited, well, there of. was a limited growers group here and it was run by, uh, Solstice Genius. Yes. his name. Oh, Mr. Oh, 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 oh. Um, him and his son. I haven't heard from him. No, they're out done. There, they're done. Me. What do you mean he's done? He's done. He's I done. saw him in Fred Meyer. What's his name? He's still got his license. His license, active license. It doesn't, well, it doesn't, well, maybe it doesn't mean... He told me that he's out of business. Hmm. Whether... Whatever that means. And that was probably two months ago. Huff. Hey. Mr. Yep. Huff, you hear this? Hit me Carl. up. You're not out of business, Carl. Come <laughs> see me. Let's talk. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I got his number. You want his number? Yeah. I got his number right here, too. Where are you, where are you saying? I mean, he don't listen to my show. He doesn't listen to your show? No. Carl, start listening to this show. Definitely. But yeah, call him. Um, yeah. There can be... You can set up any organization to talk about... <laughs> After this airs, his phone's going to be blowing up. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. <laughs> Solstice Dreams, right? Yeah, Solstice Dreams. Which was... Cantaloupe Peas? Cantaloupe Peas. She was an original. I ran some cantaloupes one time. I ran it one time and got a phone call from the retailer on Father's Day and a picture of him smoking it and telling me it actually tasted like cantaloupe on the exhale. Made me yeah. feel good. Made me feel good. He really liked that strain. I mean, come out. That was one. Of, that was. Oh, it's a seedy, rotten, terrible turd. The market was a Hermie. It was just like hurting all the way through everything. He was hand rolling all those joints. Yeah. Selling oh, yeah. those pre rolls. Yeah, that was in the beginning, man. He was like one of the first. Yeah. Got to give him that, you know. Definitely. He's a he's 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 a pretty cool cat. China Cannabis, North Pole Cannabis Dispensary, 1725 Richardson Highway between North Pole and Fairbanks, right before the Badger Road exit. You're going to love this place. Convenient access right off the highway as you're hitting the lakes in the summer or a valley's trip on the way out of town. Stock up on those special in-house strains. Taffy, sourdough, fruity pebbles, boost banner, green crack. Always a $5 pre-roll and special and $10 grams. Concentrates, buy good cannabis, good titrations, edibles, AK Frost, good cannabis gummies. Head on over to China Cannabis. Check out the full menu on Leafly.com. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m., 9 p.m., Sunday, noon to 6. You don't have to drive all the way to Fairbanks for your cannabis needs. Save your time. Get your quality cannabis at China Cannabis, your North Pole Cannabis Dispensary. China Cannabis. 
Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Hello. Aurora Apothecary CBD Superstore located in downtown Fairbanks. Aurora Apothecary CBD Superstore located downtown Fairbanks provides families, people, and pets with a wide variety of products from Mother Nature. We carry brands like Renew, Green Roads, Creating Better Days, CBD Plus Oil, and Select. Aurora Apothecary, 2nd Avenue, Fairbanks, Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., 456 Hemp. That's 456-4367. Aurora Apothecary, your CBD superstore for pets and people. Have a wonderful day. But you know, it, it, <laughs> so his, his, his problems won't won't be the same problems that a girl our size would affect. You know, where no. you know now here it comes as like. So is it fair for you guys to organize because you're bigger and you can dominate? Is it fair? Yeah. Get the hell out of here. You want one of my ulcers? But that's the whole that's the whole <laughs> argument you're talking about. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, talking I'm talking about, about like, if the board really wants to know on the inside of what's going on, I, I do not go test drive Toyota pickup trucks when I'm going to buy a U-Lid. Okay? That's what... I go get in a 60-ton U-Lid and I drive that around. Okay. He's offering that to you guys. I well, yeah, he's offering it in a group. That's what it. That, that's what it is. What, oh yeah, but I mean, I guess like, you know, if I'm in there having a conversation, and you know, Toyota all the way to a haul truck is sitting in there, they're all going to have their opinion on what's going on. So, what are you really actually going to achieve? You know, I think having like the best a, things a three day. Have a three-day seminar and blocking them off into yes. how, a two how week, the size. Week. No, I mean you got to be realistic. These people are donating their time and you know, and they're taking it out and busy already. I mean, shit. Look how backed up these meetings are, right? You know, but taking a weekend and busting out and saying, "Okay, guys, I know that there's 35 of you in this group that are here or on the phone, right? And we need to have." This conversation, let's move through it in the next three hours. These are key topics that we want to ask. And Shouldn't that be EMEA? Like, what the hell is going on with EMEA? That should well, be EMEA. EMEA, eh? Yeah. Toothless dog. That's, that's, yeah. isn't that supposed partner, to be what it is? I watched my partner, I watched my partner be part of that organization. And I watched that first they were original. I watched that first original group that was in there. Kick ass. Yeah. Right. They got the whole legalization thing the, when the city was trying to outlaw it and got that thing moving. Well, yeah, I think that a whole bunch of people organized did, yeah. But no, it was exactly. during that time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I stood out on a sign, sat on the corner with a sign. So, you know. but that, 
that should be the place where the industry has their yeah, place but to right after that, it just kind of like rode downhill. You know, I mean, like shit got serious in the industry. People started working and worrying about their own selves, right? And then, you know, on the back end, you watch people work their ass off, and then somebody take all that work and stand up and blurt it out in three seconds and and get their agenda, which may or may not be exactly where that hard work was headed to. But the hard work was close enough to jump it to their agenda, you know, stand up and do that. And for me, it's it's sickening. It's like the same shit. You know what? I want to buy a good steak. You know what? I do not go to the deli when I talk to the butcher. And I say, yo, where you got in there? So why aren't they? Well, I don't know why they're not. I mean, they don't too. Hey, hook it up. I've asked them. I publicly asked. There it is again. Everybody. I'm going back. Keep getting slapped in the face. What? Mark Springer has offered that to you. Offered it to me. How do you offer it to me? Did you were you there? Yeah, we offered to the industry to bring that convention together where you bring. He said I was thinking about this. Right, and he said well, come together in go? the summer in Fairbanks. He said mm-hmm. summer. That's what he said. Fuck, man. we're going to let a lot of people die during the winter. Mm-hmm. Well, it. In the meantime, you can organize, organize break how down. you want. Let me break this rig down to you really <laughs> quick, okay? If there is a dire problem with that company of ours, I don't care if we're in the middle of this conversation. I put my boots on and I go to that company and I fix that problem. Okay? Because mm-hmm. I and other people drive that shit doesn't matter if it's your turn or not your turn or your day or not your day. If that board is driving this ship and these problems have been brought to them, don't cop out with, I'll talk to them. No. You get your people together. You go and start hounding and talking and you go and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start showing up at every meeting when the Congress and Treasurer and all these people are getting together. I'm showing up because you know what I figured out? They all have public comment. <laughs> Shit. I can get up there and talk to them and say, hey. Welcome to America. You know, how long are you going to let us hang out here and die? We're dying. And I don't know if this is true or not, but these people say that they're bringing it to your attention. Are they? Because if they're not bringing it to your attention, I'm telling you right now, as an agriculturist, as a farmer, as a grower, Fix your shit. Fix these taxes. Fix it. You know, if you don't fix it, there's going to be problems. Right? And the ones that say it's fine, leave it. Fine. Leave their ass sitting in the tax bracket they're in. But take the whole group that is having an issue, sit down with them, have a serious conversation and fix this now, because if you fix it now, you're going to reap the rewards for years to come. Any suggestions? Like Any suggestions? You, yeah. Hell yeah, I have suggestions about fixing what? the Our tax system. The tax system? I think that the tax system should definitely go to a percentage, and it should not be applied until it hits at the retail. What kind of percentage? Uh, You know, look at the Sales tax? Space. Like what it sells for? Sure. Or excise tax is excise tax. Call it whatever you want. No, but are you basing it on the amount, like the weight, or are you basing well, it? Well, that's on what it? excise tax is based on. But you could put it as a percentage, right? You know, of figure what? it out right now. Sale? Because if you went across 
the board said this shit right here is public knowledge to them. They could this fast. This is look at. I'm a farm kid, right? Well, let me tell you something. I bet you, I'll bet you, someplace, somewhere under the rainbow, that there is some little computer dude that can take all the weights and metrics and all the sales numbers, and he can spit you out a total that will say there was this many pounds sold, and whether it was up, down, whatever. This was the average. Right. Take your 800, figure out what your percentage is, what's going to be damn, damn close to 30%. Right? Turn that into now sales department 30%. Right? From the, based on the average and price. And put that in sales. Um, because the money is being received no, from it. Mm-hmm. They're taxing, they're pre-taxing. Like the manufacturer of Cat Motors is not taxed for that motor before it goes to Caterpillar or sold to a person. The tax is paid on the motor when you purchase it, right? Yeah, there's just so many different taxes. I mean, like you were talking about property yeah. taxes. All taxes are paid afterwards. Tell me any tax that gets paid before the product goes to public. Yeah. Neither do I, and I've been looking. How about imports? Like if you're importing something, do you pay a tax on it? Well, yeah, you would pay an import tax, but that goes into the purchase price, right? No. Well, you would pay an import tax, but, I mean, obviously, you're in, we're not importing anything. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's the only, I mean, that's the only tax. I mean, so, you know I think mean? doing yeah. quarterly taxes is a good change to the tax structure. But here's my thing is why tax at the grower when that product still is not in public consumption? Money for public consumption has not even been received yet. Here's why. Because it maintains a steady flow of income to the state. It doesn't matter what the price of wheat goes. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. And the but state, that's why they're choosing it. Well, I know they're choosing it there. But the steady flow of income is not a steady flow of income to growers because consumers buy in waves. Consumers buy in waves, right? So they're not product, What's the product can be bought... I'll guarantee this. I'll guarantee that there's retailers out there that have bought a bunch of product. It was a great deal. Stocked up on it, right? And are still sitting on it. And the taxes were all paid on that, right? And they're charged inventory tax on it now, right? Right? I don't know. know, Like the city level or something? Why wouldn't that tax that was already prepaid, whether the retailer paid that tax, the money still went out, whether the retailer paid that tax, that's the biggest argument. When somebody buys your product, they're paying you the taxes. You get out of here. No, they're not. Here's what they're doing. When a person buys your product, they're buying your product at the price you're willing to sell it for. Now, out of that money, what are you obligated to do? You're obligated to pull taxes. There's no little click button that says, oh, hey, here's three grand, 800 of its taxes. It doesn't say a shit on my sale bill, right? So <clears throat> where the problem comes in, where the problem comes in is like if if that tax went on once it was sold, you know, here's another a sales one. tax. Yeah, a sales tax. Put it on as a sales the retail. tax. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, will price of product go down? Maybe, you know, will people just accept the sales tax and keep doing what you're doing? I guess. I mean, I I don't know. I know this. I know this for me that when you do it, when you do it that way, it's like I mean. Essentially, you know, it's the easiest way to do it, you know, because then a, a retail would be able to set on more product. Like, I would be more willing to send more product out of my door 
but the gamble on how long it takes to come back. I mean, just even, you know, I won't name anybody in particular, but like any of the businesses that we send a product collectively to in order to get a saleable product back, you know, can be anywhere between three to seven weeks. And during that time frame, the taxes have come due on that product. I don't have it making the flip, right? Because like you can only sell so much of this or so much of that where it's nice to, okay, I can sell this much, you know, of flour and this much of joints, but you know what? I could also sell this much shatter and I could sell this much sauce and I could sell this much of that, you know, but the, the gamble gets so long on waiting for it to come back that that's how taxes get built up where if it was like, okay, I'm a cultivator and I also own a retail. So what I'm going to do is now this 10 pounds that I would normally just sell to transfer to another cultivation and let them worry about the taxes and, and do, do sales that way. Now I would be more apt to break it up, send it to manufacturers, different ones, ask for a variety of products and not worry about seven to eight weeks to come back, you know, just, just thoughts speed up things it would speed up business in the whole industry yeah i mean it's just my humble opinion i mean it's just like trusting them and saying okay hey look you have 700 pounds of waste you're gonna take a gamble send it to the manufacturer the state's not out nothing send it to the manufacturer the manufacturer takes a gamble with you he washes it he comes out with 400 grams Right, you get two hundred, he gets two hundred. State figures out, hey, your two hundred grams are worth this much at sales. This is the tax on them. Same with his. That be an know? easy way to to adjust tax code for that situation. For sure, it would be right. Mm-hmm. You know, especially on sales, because I mean, think about it this way. How about this? How about this one? What if? Here's another option. What if I wanted to send fifty pounds and have it turned into distillate? So then I'm going to go from a from the grow to a manufacturer gets transferred into distillate. Now as a grow, I can't take it back. Can't touch it. But I asked that manufacturer, turn this into distillate, take that distillate, send it to this manufacturer so they can make product with it. And then this manufacturer makes product and then it finally makes it to your retail, right? So over that time spread, you could be 16 weeks, but your money already went out for taxes. The state got theirs. Still in transit. What happens if this person messes it up now? So there's no money being generated to get a tax on it yet. No, what I'm saying is the state is so worried about getting theirs first that they're fucking killing people. When they could be getting at another point on the on the uh, the chain. Sure. They could be getting taxes on another part at the retail level and not affecting the the cultivation to the manufacturers to well, the retail. What they could do is they could start out. Here's what would happen is once it went to the retailers their tax flow would probably slow down a little bit, but then it would increase because what would happen is so many of these growers would quit feeling this pinch that they would be able to spread out and do a few more things and they'd be able to move a few things around, which would create more products and more stuff, which would be selling more every day, more and more and more every day, every day, every day, you know? So using a conservative number, Uh you send out your product from cultivator Uh to a manufacturer. You have to pay your taxes on that. Yes. Yes. So you have to pay upfront money. Yep. Now, conservative number. Yes. How long does it take for you to get your return? Three to four weeks. Okay. So conservative four weeks a month. Four weeks. Um, 
that's four weeks where you're out capital. Mm-hmm. If you did it at another part of the chain at the retail level, mm-hmm. how long, because you have, you have a retail also, mm-hmm. how long would you be out money? For what? You put up money. Like if I was a retailer and a retailer had to pay taxes? Yeah. You could be out for money in four weeks. But you, you're not even losing any money yet, are you? Well, there's matter. no taxes until the person pays you. Well, that now see that's where the difference is. So, like as a retailer, like as a as a cultivator, we're out money for four weeks to get the product to come in. Yes, and then it could take another four weeks to sell that said product, depending on what it is, you know, and how much it is. You could be six. I mean, like one of the deals that we just did, we're going to be setting on that oh, one right. them one particular product for months. You know, oh, because it's not like you have an automatic buyer for it. Well, no, it's it's a steady draw, but it's not a huge draw, and we have a lot of it. You know, it was five thousand dollars in taxes, just in taxes at two forty a pound. Figure Mm -hmm. that out. You know, it was it was a lot of wheat that went and had you know pens. We had cartridges made. You know, that way we always have a continuous draw of cartridges that we can just bank off from. You know, but that money all went out. And so the retailer, it could, be, it could be maybe seventeen to thirty weeks before we collect the money that just went out in taxes and costs of purchasing different stuff, and you know what I'm saying. So you right. could be twenty weeks to get all that money back. You know, so we're the ones that are hanging out in the wind and gambling, and then all of a sudden you do that, and then you're paying retail tax on on product that you're still setting on. You know what I'm saying? Well, how long is the retailer out money? Well, so like if we were to purchase, yeah. we purchase in small amounts, and we're if only the tax out money. was on the if the tax was on the sales tax, if the tax was on the sale tax, the retailer's out money zero because it would yes. be charged at the timeline zero. Yeah, which it hurts mean, people zero amount. Which, which would mean, and and here's the crazy part: which would mean the state would be getting their money. They would be getting a steady cut as long as everybody else was getting a steady cut, right? Right. But it's too eager to be out in front and give me mine first, right? It's depend. Here's what happens: because I mean, if it's based on a sales tax, uh huh. What if everyone stops buying weed? <laughs> then fucking monkeys would fly out of my okay. ass, right? <laughs> what if it happens? What if what if prices come down? What happens if everyone stops buying weed now? What if no. prices come down? That's more the whole realistic. industry fucking shuts down if everybody stops buying. What do you okay. mean prices come down? <laughs> well, huh. if the prices come down, the the so taxes the, are going so to well, be where less. Would the What's going to drive prices down? Let's people getting on, better. You're talking about based on a percentage? No, if you're having a sales tax. Oh, well, that's a percentage. Yeah, percentage of the final. The money's, sale. The money's right. already. The money's right. Supposedly, so the money's already. If all sales set go there. down, taxes go down. Sales go up, right. taxes go up. Right. Right. But the way it is now. They never lose. They're well, the always getting now, paid based on the only on the part. amount of Cultivated. weed people will buy. It has to be sent out, and people have to consume it. And from for the cultivation, the it doesn't necessarily have to be consumed. Still, the cultivator still has to pay. Well, but those tax. deals aren't going to happen unless it's being consumed. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the, the wheels aren't all going to turn unless there's a consumer on the other end buying that shit. Right. You know what I mean. Yes. So if those consumers stop right now, as it is, that whole shit stops. Everybody gets cut down. Some people owe back taxes because they right. never got to sell the weed they moved out. You know what I mean? And it all shuts down. State gets no money. Right. That's it. This way, 
state always gets money based on weight. And the more the more produced, mm. the more money mm-hmm. the state gets. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with consumption. Well, actually, has nothing to do with sales. What it shows is the state has no regard for the cannabis industry. Yes, right. Or they they want to keep their supply of income. I think they do understand. Well, yeah, it. And well, they chose a method. If they really understood it, they could choose a much better and more efficient method to funnel money out of the motherfucker. Yeah. It's the dumbest way. You want to help them. You want to help all those people succeed and do better. The better they do, the better you do. Look at the you know? tax. It's not hard. Look at the tax breaks that they give for oil companies. <laughs> right. 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 Look at all that shit that gets greased. The wheels all get greased. Gets made real easy for all those FEMA. people to do their FEMA things. Comes right? in, FEMA comes in when those tornadoes knock down all the crops. Right? <laughs> they help those farmers. Right? Where's FEMA when powdery mildew sits <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Where's FEMA when you're fucking spray all your shit down with human shit? <laughs> right? Where where is this? You know? I mean, this this is the whole thing is like it's a everyday and then here's what happens, right? The least amount of help there is, people learn to adapt and do whatever they can do, and depending on a person's scruples and what a person's actions would be, will show you, you know what I mean? It's one of the the negatives of this structure. When you don't care about the industry, you have problems in the industry. Well, yeah, for sure. And and the 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 funny thing is, is like everybody thinks it's a fad, and it's a fad that's never going to go away. You know what? Can't just smoke. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're talking to like when you're talking to the politicians, oh yeah, it's coming. We'll just fight it and hold it. Here's the thing: is like all the old dudes are coming up and they're getting voted out because their terms are done, and you know it's time for new people to come in. And they're in the past, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What are you talking about? Like, what are you yeah. talking about? Politicians make like just making regs now. Well, I'm just well, no, I'm just saying because every time you talk to them about taxes, oh, oh it's all this big horse shit about how hard it is. Let me tell you what to change it. Let me tell you what you know how hard it is. It's as hard as collectively gathering those persons up and saying, yo, time to earn your money. Okay. This is a serious issue. I need you guys to help. This is a couple choices we have. We need you to make a change. Do it. Like, what are we doing here? And collectively do their goddamn job. You have to organize as that, as the industry to do that. You know, they're not going to listen to one. Well, no, they're not going to. You do have to organize, but so you know, and it's like people. Well, why not join the AMIA and do this and do that? Because you know, I just don't think that. I don't think that. Sir, I don't <laughs> think that those organizations. I think that they spearhead and they go after the things that they think are important, right? And the things that the people are that are running are I'd be curious to know this. how many licensees are part yeah, of. I was the just AMI. thinking that too. Like, what percentage? Like, when you say part of it, like actively paying dues or just like yeah, okay, yeah, because you can be kind of part of it by not paying dues, but right, not paying like dues actively is, part, right, right. That's you. You got skin in the game in that, right? You're putting money cash. Yeah, up I wonder how many people are like. Doing that, like represent me. There weren't a lot when you know what I want to be. I want to be. I want to be crystal clear about one thing. I'm not saying that these groups are bad and right. want to work with them, right? Because I've applied to AM, the AMIA to help numerous times. Can you start your own organization? My voice. Well, I mean, there you go. What it becomes is 
I sat down with Brandon Emmett and, and my partner, Karen, years ago in the same conversation. And if Brandon's listening, are you listening to this, Emmett? You remember I said, it's like the state is fracturing with cracks. And instead of just being another fracture, we kind of wanted to mainstream with something that was going to push and go and do, you know. But then, you know, in my humble opinion... The things that were up and needed to be paid attention to were dismissed as silly and stupid. And now, you know, here we sit, right? And there's some issues and, you know, and other things were, were taken after. And I mean, it is what it is. It was my opinion. That's it. I've offered to be on their group. I've offered to help them with things. I've offered things, you know, but at the same point, you know, like, I don't know if it's true, but the last time I knew the president of the AMIA chapter in Fairbanks wasn't even a licensee and wasn't even a grower. What the fuck am I supposed to respect that and be part of it? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, strange. How'd that happen? I don't know how it happened. I mean, <laughs> oh, I mean, the thing was, was the only person that stood up. Bullshit. Oh, right. Oh. You know, people have stood up and stood up and stood up. And when you dismiss them enough... You know, the shit goes down, right? I ain't tell every one of my employees to be super proactive in the government and every part of it. I've had several of them run for offices. I had one of them told to drop out because the other people didn't like, you know, didn't want him stealing votes from the other person. So get the fuck out of here, right? So we start to fix what? Government shit at fucking local levels? Great. I Like, I, I want to so. follow it more. I don't want to be a part of that shit. I want to be a part of the stuff that's right. I want to be part of the stuff that fixes it. I want to be part of the stuff that says we're Americans and we stand up for our rights and not, oh, you know, it's really really part of it, you know? Then here's an option. Hmm. There's this thing called civil disobedience. Is that where you get nice sticks and beat people up after dark? (laughs) Not necessarily. Oh, it's not like Homeland. You can be... You can be... um, Peaceful. Okay. You can organize and not pay your taxes. You'd have to have you'd have to have a, a enough of a group yes. organized in a union form. Yes. And the tax money would. What if you took ten percent of it? No, you wouldn't. Do like the Romans do when they no, no, like no, kill no. people. No, no. Well, you know, not you. What you would do is put it in an escrow account. Well, you, the Just taxes, right there. the taxes would have to set an escrow account. So while you fight this thing, it's while like, you hey, fight it, you know taxes are still paid. They go into escrow account. Everything mm-hmm. is is tended to like it's supposed to be, and you know. But here's the reason why is because some people can't handle getting sweated, you know, and some people can handle getting sweated, right? You know, how many people and, you think we could get on board to just be like, all right, we're gonna stop paying our taxes and put them over here in this fucking bucket. Me. You know what I mean? Me. I'm down. Yeah. yeah me and you. I'm the only two. We got, yeah. yeah. Everybody else is like, fuck you. <laughs> it's you an know? option. Huh? It's an I option. I don't know. I, well, I mean, it is an option, but here's the part and of And it's that. a realistic one. It could yeah, happen. Yeah, it is. I mean, it could, you, it could happen. You'd have at to least, start these meetings. At, least, talk, as, at least to get, at least to get them. 1%. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because if a bunch of people withheld taxes, 
they would freak the fuck out. You know what I mean? They'd be like, oh, my God, meetings, meetings. We got to sit down and talk. They'd be like, we're going to pull your license. You know what I mean? We have to talk. It would start a conversation that would get them real serious. And the thing is, is like, well, you know. And we're just not paying It needs you. to change. It's here. Right. It's here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, here, here's the thing is like when, when we voted this, we had the union labor support right. behind us, right? So I think that collectively, if enough people were to get together, I don't see why um, one of them, one of the unions local, I mean, Jesus, Alaska is a union state. I don't understand why one of these unions wouldn't welcome us in or at least shed us in the light of how to help and set up our own. You want to know something that's crazy? You want to know, you want to know something that's crazy about states and money and money and shit? You want to know something that's crazy? New York State legalized for medical marijuana. Every one of those shop owners have banking. Right. Fucking crazy, right? You know what the state of New York did? They took all the marijuana money and put it into the fucking state workers union fund for fucking retirees. Right? And they're fucking using that money in there to generate fucking interest to make their state workers' retirement funds better, but yet also giving them banking, right? And that has nothing to do with their sales tax. That's just cost of banking. Uh-huh. Don't you have to have like a million dollars to get into it there? Like, well, you've got to have $10 million to get into a, well, a bank, to buy a bank, to start no, banking. No, you need 10 to million. get into the industry in New York. Oh, uh, yeah, you got to have some coin, or you got to know a person, uh-huh. right? It wasn't completely open. Like, you just, you couldn't fill out an application and pay a couple thousand, like Alaska. Oh, no. No, 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 absolutely not. (laughs) New York's like, where's your wallet? (laughs) So, another way that you could do it Mm -hmm. is just not pay your taxes. Mm -hmm. Go to court. Yep. Get a trial. Yeah. And have this beautiful thing called jury nullification happen. What's that for? Yeah. Where the jury says, nope, we're not going to convict. Mm-hmm. That's another possibility. That is. That takes a ballsy uh, defendant and a real good lawyer. Mm-hmm. I don't think it really even takes a really good lawyer to be 100% honest well, with then, you. No, you're right. It needs the right jury. I don't even think it takes a good jury, to be honest with you. You want me to tell you why? You one to, person. You want me to tell you why? Yeah, it, it does. It do takes, a home jury. It takes, it takes getting up there. If the judicial system, right? Oh, if this person is listening, I had this conversation with this person, and I'm not going to name this person. But this person told me that they wanted to be a politician. And then about... Two and a half years later, I'm having a conversation with him. I was like, politicians cannot be this crooked. And he said, oh, bub, they are. They are that crooked. And I said, and you want to be one of them? Well, they a lot of people think they can be different, right? They can change it? Well, they think that they're voted into office and makes it better than Just remember this. Your ass got voted in there because people liked you. Fuck it up enough and people will vote your ass out. Yes. I mean, that's how it used to be. I mean, you guys you guys have a conversation about does voting matter? Voting that gets all the way back to the beginning. Voting absolutely matters. I mean, we proved that when we voted, when we when we upheld the, the them trying to shut it down in year one. Voting does matter. 
Yeah, no, and no, and that, and yeah, and a local cool. for local things, yeah, you absolutely. know, it, and and it only takes a matter of time to have enough people where shit will normalize and become a normal thing again, you know. But it's like one of the things I'm never going to be able to be a politician. I there's no way I could listen to some of that. Some of that up there would be like just. Shut your face <laughs> and stop. And, and then and other that's, parts that's of it. That's the attitude that got Mr. Trump into office. <laughs> that thing of people wanting that right. person to go oh, there to are act two, different and there just are say two, whatever the fuck they want. There are too many bleeding hearts. There are too many bleeding hearts in this industry. Uh, they would come hmm. unglued. You know, I'm already accused of being brash. I'm already accused of being no style and you know no here's what I am I'm truthful I'm transparent and I tell you shit and you don't want to hear it and I really don't give a shit because I'm telling it to you you know and anyone can run for office and take those positions I think an important piece coming up is the director yeah can I be the director mm-hmm. how do I do that you have to be put in by the governor you gotta be in good with him dude I'll yo what's up Dunleavy <laughs> yeah Hit me I, up. Hire Hit me, me up, bro. <laughs> he does know of the show. That's cool. I Sweet. hope he's listening. Yeah, I would like talk. to talk to you. <laughs> I've compiled a huge file of a lot of things where I've seen a lot of screw-ups. And I would love to share them with you. Mm-hmm. I have no problem at all. You know what? Here's the problem with the whole thing in politicians. People play funny little games and fronts. Oh, I'm on your side and I'll say this. And you find out it's all fake bullshit. Just get the vote. You want to know? You want to know where the money is? $325 million. Three years. Come on, baby. That's how much that, this is how much the marijuana industry in Alaska has generated. They said it at the Enco meeting, $325 million, three years. Where's that money? Where's it going? How's time being used? In taxes? Yeah, that's what it's collected. That's what it's collected in excise I tax. would really like to know that. That I mean, they, I thought they did something... They're supposed to use it in that whole recidivism or... Recid, yeah, I think that's how you say the word. Mm-hmm. Keeping convicts out of jail, mm-hmm. going back into jail, recidivism. I don't know what happened with it. They uh, hopefully they paid their million dollars that they borrowed from the government back. For what? They borrowed a million dollars from the state to get this industry started. Oh, right. I can tell you what: nobody loaned me a million dollars, or any of my partners. Nobody loaned them a million dollars to get it started. Must be freaking nice. It's nice. Yeah, you know. Another thing I was thinking about with your taxes, the fact that you in the interior have no way to pay your taxes other than to drive down to Anchorage and pay them. You know what I always say? Like, why isn't there not a drop box here in Fairbanks? Well, for sure, and I'll guarantee if they wanted their money back, they would come and get it. Why can't you guys get one? Have you guys asked? It seems so easy. Where, where does it get collected down there? In the PFD office. Don't we have a PFD office here? Mm-hmm. 
couldn't it be delivered to the PFD office instead of you guys paying hundreds, possibly thousands of dollars to go? I mean, how much you guys pay to go down? Quit there? asking questions. I have simple answers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That that seems really simple because the state doesn't. The state wants to do the littlest amount of work possible and get the biggest amount of money, and they don't give a shit who they step on, who they tread on, or how it happens. Right? Yes. This is what it is. And they're still getting their money. They don't care how much you guys are paying to get down there. To they don't pay give a money. shit. They don't give a shit about it. But I'll tell you what, you took that away from them, they good damn sure didn't care about it. We're worried about money, right? Because when the taxes aren't paid, they call you up real quick. Send you a notice of Let's violation real quick. Oh, yeah. Let's see a 1% withhold. You know what I'm saying? If you guys. One percent, or four point two percent for what? For what? What? Withhold taxes. Withhold taxes. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like and withhold taxes, put it into a escrow, and um, make a statement. Say we need to talk about taxes. Yeah, but we couldn't do it on our own. Uh, no, you have to a, go the um. We're just jury a, notification route if you do that. Yeah, for sure. You got to organize first. Organize first. Or get the governor to put in a good director that does all these but things. But here's the thing is, you're not going to be able to do this with like four or five grows either. Right, no. It's, it's just pissing like fucking 90% of them. Yeah. So you have to get into EMEA, like Jack Tobin was talking the other but day. See, that's the thing is, I don't think they even have 90% of the licensees. You know? But what if you what if you guys were in the press? Do you think they would change things? No, I don't think so. I think it's the same thing. It's run by a group of people that have their own agendas. Is that your ride? Yeah. Hey, take this one too. Thanks for being on. Yeah, for sure. (coughs) Yeah, any final words on taxes? All I wanted to do was help. You know, you're in a unique position. You're in an a unique position to help. Kind you of. have a perspective that you can show how it can positively help the industry. Yeah, yeah. You know, and for my instance, and for what what I'm seeing, you know, I mean, you can. Depending on how your setup is and what you have, can be very extremely lucrative. You know, and depending if it's depending on what the you know how big your system is, that changes it up on what's going on. You know what I mean? Because once it hits a certain size, it changes the changes everything that gets to the point again of like bigger operations doing bigger better faster cheaper and wiping out all these little people no but it's not cheaper it's more money because you're handling more air you're handling more lights you're handling more you know what i mean it's more of a headache but here's the truth is without bigger grows and bigger industry parts going on um you don't have all the choices that are out on the market. You know what I'm saying? <coughs> Maybe. 
there's some killer there's some killer grows out there you know that are that are just they're killing it they're doing a great job and i mean that is awesome and and everybody you know applauds and but you know there's the same you know it's the same way in taxes you know in tax when you get into uh, making money once you break that $120,000 income it puts it in a different tier you know and you're taxed at a different rate you know and and when you show big money and then big money turns into just a lot of paid bills you know taxes taxes you know it sieves out the you know between the state and the government they're taking most of the money because this is no joke. I mean, you're paying every year to have your license renewed, right? Was it? It's every year for renewal or every yeah. two years. That's a, I, in my opinion, that's a tax. Yeah. Well, you're paying every year to get your license yeah. renewed, and then uh, you have to pay outrageous land taxes that were raised just because you are a marijuana business, just because you are collecting more money. You know, our taxes were outlandishly raised. You know. And and to go into the next, you know, the, you know, besides the the land taxes that the state and the government part is getting, you know, the boroughs or whatever, you know, on top of that, the excise tax, where is that going? You know, then you come back again with a borough tax. And now find out. the city is running around saying if you sell anything in the city, you have to have a peddler's license or, so they can tax you on that, you know. And it's like, wait a second. When are you done screwing this pooch on every orifice that it has and making your own orifices to use, you know, before there's nothing left, you know? Seriously. Seriously. You know, and they're like, well, why aren't my, why aren't your taxes paid? Well, we paid renewal on the license, right? And then had to pay land taxes so it could even get it renewed. Because if it didn't renew, then you ain't got to worry about it at all, you know? They don't know. The left hand doesn't talk to the right hand, you know? I think that's always right. I think that's a, that's a jaded point of life, and I think it's really a realist point. In but I don't think it's really jaded. I think it's, I think it's more or less of to the point that there's a wicked lack of communication, right? Um, I um, don't assume full responsibility for the running and the operations of our company, but we'll tell you this: that I might. I am actively engaged every single day on the phone constantly with employees or I'm there personally or whatever, you know, actively engaged in the business and the business part of it seven days a week, 24 hours a day, you know, I mean, even to the point where like when I try to take time and I go fishing or something, people still want to talk about the weed business and it's like, you know. I just accepted it as part of those things that's again steward of running a business and you know, they're running this industry by being on the board that it'd be a good steward of them to reach out and to make some of these phone calls and talk to some of these people, you know, and sit down collectively and be like, Okay, you know, what happened? What happened here? You know, there is no insurance, there is no none of this. So how about instead of smacking you with 
huge late fees and this and that the first time, we're going to help you through it. And then if it's reoccurring, then we're going to start smacking your fines and fees and penalties and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. What? No, I'm going to get ready to go. Yes, yeah, I will. I will have a bowl of your food. I got you. Let me, uh, let's go out on that. What do, what do we have? What are we going to eat after this? Oh, it's a beef and broccoli and cabbage. Beef salad. Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks for having me over, Bob. We're going to eat some grinds. Hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Tokers. You can find more episodes of this time capsule of Alaskan cannabis on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send questions and comments to midtoker at farnorthtokers.com. M-I-D-T-O-K-E-R at farnorthtokers.com. Here's Tokers.